Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. Uh, Sleeper Kid here again, and sitting next to me is well, I'm not even gonna like build you up. It's your, you're you're not gonna build me up. Yeah, you're a legend. Everyone. Knows oh my god. Yeah, this Christy is Etzel. Christy Etzel making her return to oh SKW my god. after it's been how long now? Like a, a year? Like about a year and change? Maybe since Sahara was here with you. Yeah, or? I think we've been here a couple times. Yeah, well, but one podcast though, right? Just the one podcast. Yes, yeah, we did with Sahara, and one of the the. Universal themes when I came to the post emails from that podcast was like you need to get her back because uh, you guys split your time So they wanted to get more information on you and more on Sahara. Too. Damn Sahara. Yeah, damn her She always just takes she takes she takes she takes selfish <laughs> Don't let her say don't let her yeah, don't tell her I said that um, but uh, no, we're you're back, and I'm um, back. Um, every time you come back, it feels great because it means it feels like you're, you're extended family. I've known you forever. Yeah, we've known each other. You just said For, I think like you just fifteen it, or twenty years ago. You just gave us the date. Yeah, it was town 15, home time. Ago. Yeah, we didn't yeah. talk about that in the last uh, podcast actually. So let's let's get into that. So that's people always ask, well, when did you start with SKW? Um, and I don't want to just toot my own horn, but it is a very interesting story because I, I did live in like this little tiny two-story. It wasn't tiny, but it was a two-story uh, townhouse. And you I had a roommate. I had one roommate across the hall who understood what I did for a living. Right. And then we had no space to shoot except for like my bedroom. Right. So we put like one red mat on. We the did. Floor. Yep. And uh, what were your what was your impression when you came in? Were you just like, oh shit, this guy's a serial killer? Or, <laughs> or was it more? That like was a quick thought, <laughs> but I knew I could take you. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't worried. <laughs> You'd have to roofie my drink, I guess. I know. No, no I just, um, I knew someone else who started in a tiny little tiny, tiny, tiny apartment who also, you know, and he also, from that little tiny apartment, he went into um, renting a home like you did on the next time eventually. And then eventually, then you both bought a home to where we are now. So, um, Rick from Femme Wrestling Rooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when Very I met true. him. Tiny, tiny, tiny little, tiny little place. And he actually started, um, he started after me, and uh, he, I was one of the people that he came to initially. He was like, I'm a fan of yours, and I yes. want to do my own thing. Right. And uh, So I knew you guys from way back. Yeah. Oh yeah, from the beginning. That's a good point. Which is really cool. And you both quit your real jobs mm -hmm. to do this full time, both doing really, really well, you mm -hmm. know, in the clips for sale department and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He had, yeah. Uh, I mean, at, at that, when you first started working for us, I, I was still iffy. I wasn't sure if I was going to like really last because it was, we just had a few videos out. They were doing pretty well, but I don't know if we're going to, you know, it, I was in that state of like, what do they call it? Imposter syndrome? Right. I was like, something's going to get, right. like, yeah. the IRS is going to yes. show up. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Just men in black were going to show up and take me away. And then when I saw you in Hollywood, the one time at a hotel when I was doing a match, mm -hmm. I was beating someone with my boob, I think, when you were there. That's when we met, though. Yeah, is that the very first time I met you? That's the first time we met. Okay. Then I worked with you after that. that yeah, because that's, that's how we met. Uh, we just had a guy... Uh, uh, Brian from Dangerous Curves, um, that company that is out here in Atlanta, he does wrestling. Uh, we had a conversation with him on the podcast, and it turns out that I think he may have been the guy that you were beating up when I showed up to that hotel room in Hollywood. Who was the company I was working for? Do you I remember? No, it was just I know it was a mixed grappling, and I it's I I'll never forget you pinning the guy down and just just smashing. Smacking him. 
his face with your tits. I'm telling you, I got the best boobs for that, by it the was way. Amazing. She just had him just, down and yep. just smack, 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 smack. And you did like the stereo hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. If you hear laughter in the that. back, my friend Annie is, is listening in. <laughs> she wants me to smack her with my boob. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot attest to the truth of that statement. Um, but no, see, uh, uh, so he, I told him, I was like, we met, didn't we? And he's like, I think so. And I said, it was in this... It was Hollywood. It was in this um, uh, hotel room, and Christy Etzel was there. And he said, "Yeah, because he had done work uh, as a male jobber, and oh. he, was, he went by uh, I think it was Brett was his name." Do you remember who else was there at uh, all? Gia Primo was there, but that's because she and I were kind of like hanging out there at the time. Just we were just in there watching you work. God, mixed stuff. God, there's so yeah, many companies that could have been companies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but yeah, the good old days. That was a yeah. long time ago. And she had to do a gig there too, so she was waiting for you to, to finish. To, okay, um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's how long ago that was. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. so that has to be twenty or more years at ago. least, at the mm-hmm. very least. But uh, I remember um, you coming in to shoot, and you were just like a bundle of joy, and you were just so energetic. I'm always a fucking bundle of joy, by the way. I know, and you loved <laughs> always. Uh, the girls loved you immediately, and you did some great videos with them. Like we did the uh, the series, the Giants Rat series, where we talking like, about in your townhome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, was, that was versus, fun. You versus like a tiny mm-hmm. girl. I remember. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuck. So that was awesome. Yeah, we're doing two more of those tomorrow. So I'm happy all the fucking time. Well, that's great. <laughs> it's good to be around someone who's happy all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. But then you kept coming back. Oh my god, I just can't go away. <laughs> No matter how much we spray for you in the back. I know, yeah. I know. Those those <laughs> fumes just don't get to me. <laughs> the sugar that I eat is overtaking the chemicals that you're spraying. Oh my god. So yeah, I win. <laughs> but uh, but at that point in your career when you worked with us, you'd already been at it for for a while, right? Already. Mm-hmm. I started when I was 21. Mm-hmm. Do I want to tell you how much I, I how old I am now? Uh, that is up to you. That is up to you. Do we want to tell everybody? You don't have to tell anybody. Because I don't care. I mean, because you, whatever you're, you're going to... Well, let's just say I've been doing it for 32 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, your, uh, the, your, your energy, like I said, de-ages you. It's something we talked about last Yes. Time. And we also talked about how when you're happy and you really enjoy your work, like you don't age, I think. I love it. Way as most people Most people do. don't like what they do for a living. And I have nothing against people who have like the hardcore nine to five jobs, but mm-hmm. you see some guys who do corporate work and they mm-hmm. look like they're 40 and they're like 29. Right, right. High stress. Yeah. 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 And I try, yeah. to, try to... I try to laugh at life. Yeah. I try to keep that out of my... Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So whenever people see us in person, I'm, I'm sure, and yourself too, they'll be like, wait, how old are you again? No. Fuck right. Bullshit. They usually guess a little down. Yep. Which is good. Yep. Which is awesome. And I hope to do this for hopefully 10 more years or more. Well, you know. that's actually one of the questions that we're going to... So it's, I, I actually uh, put out a post uh, because uh, I felt a little lazy and I was like, you know what? I want to get some input from the fans and have them ask questions. And that's one of the other things that they asked last time. I was like, oh, I was so sad I couldn't submit a question or a topic. And so we're going to well, do always a- be back. Yes, of course. <laughs> and we're going to keep doing uh, – so we're going to start with the questions and then afterwards we can just – whatever comes up, you know, whatever pops off the top of our heads we can talk about. Okay. But really this is just a, a way for me to just catch up and ask okay. the questions that we, we didn't get a chance to ask last time. Okay. And when I first met you that time in the townhome, mm-hmm. what city was that in? Mm. That was here. It was uh, in it Atlanta, was, also. But I think it was Sandy Springs, like off of Roswell Road. So it was, uh, it was like twenty five minutes from where I am now. Okay, yeah. right. So I remember. I think you sent for a taxi to get me to bring mm-hmm. you to you. Yep. Yep. We ate in a restaurant. Yep. I your think I've your memory been... is insane. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, 
So I probably was already doing it for 10 plus years by then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Let's go. All right. So we have some questions. Uh, most of these people have asked to not be named, which is understandable. There's a lot of anonymity out there. And what? <laughs> we don't know their real names? There's a few. These are men with stripper names, aren't they? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah, Spandex yeah. Bowl, JD5 yeah. asks. <laughs> That's no, fine. Um, so this is a guy, he calls himself John. Uh, he <laughs> says, uh, Dear Christy, I loved hearing you talk about your beginnings in the last podcast. Uh, how are you doing in terms of competitive wrestling now? Is it still easy to do physically, or are you doing more fantasy-based wrestling these days? <sighs> competitive gets a little bit harder. So a little bit harder, because sometimes when you get older, sometimes you get more joint problems. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. And the girls get a lot better. So... The up-and-coming girls... You did mention that last time. ...that get into judo and jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. Just wipe the mat with me, you know, because I've never had any training in that. But um, I still think I do okay. I still offer it in my sessions with guys, mm -hmm. and I still do an occasional... I haven't really done a competitive match with a girl in quite a while, um, but I would. Yeah. And I'm okay if I win or if I lose. I don't have any ego issues or anything like that. But I will tell you, it just takes a little bit longer to recover when you have sore muscles when you mm -hmm. get older That's very and then true. some small joint problems here and there but i work around them and um and i still do videos um, with you guys and femme wrestling rooms and double trouble i just did three with double trouble before i got here and those are some lift and carry ones and thank god they have me lifting carry girls that are like 110 pounds you know instead of 180 pounds yeah um but I still got it so far. Yeah. So I still got it. Still hope to do it. Maybe as the time comes, maybe I have to weed a little bit of the competitive stuff out. But right now, it's still in my world right now. And the addendum to that question was, SK, you're also calling yourself Sleeper Kid these days, but you're not a kid. How are you feeling? Ah! <laughs> fucking A. That's a that's How old a really, are you? That's a good question. That's a really <laughs> good question. I, uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> redacted. No, but I, um, I, I feel you because I, I've always been. You know, whenever I do the mixed matches, I'm the one who always has to do the, you know, the lifting, the carrying, the mm -hmm. slamming, the big leg drops and elbow drops and stuff like that. And um, but yeah, this, just last month I picked up a girl for a um, over the. I think it was like over the shoulder backbreaker. Mm -hmm. She jumped kind of in a weird way. It wasn't really her fault, but her butt kind of put. All her butt weight went on the left side of my neck, and I just felt like You're something. a little lopsided? Oh, yeah, I felt mm -hmm. something pop. Mm -hmm. And usually I just shrug it off. Be like, yeah, right. tomorrow puts some ice on right. it. Like a week later, I was still just like uh, cock-headed yes, to the side. Yes, sucks. Uh, so, yeah, and it uh, happens. Just a little bit of the occupational hazard. Yeah, it does happen. Do you find that because of that you're doing more fantasy these days, or is it still 50-50? Or... I'd say still 50-50. Okay. But I will tell you, um, of the companies, though, you know, Double Trouble's, you know, scripted and custom, and then you guys, and then Rick from yeah. Wrestling Room. So um, as far as the videos, I haven't done anything really competitive in, in a little while, but I'm still open to it. And that's the difference between those kinds of videos people don't understand. It's just like, you're, yeah, you're doing 15 minutes competitive versus a 30 minutes staged, but staged, we can cut, we can get a drink, we can walk through stuff. You like, you know, if you're out of breath, you can be like, oh, give me a second. You know, but right. if you're doing competitive, it's just, right. you know. So in my sessions... Um, my my world of sessions is about 50% competitive and 50% um, easier. Mm -hmm. So my joke is um, half the time I work hard and the other time I hardly work. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm sure you guys take breaks and you, you okay. right, yeah. On competitive matches, you always take breaks, water breaks, towel breaks. Talk you mentioned a bit. there was uh, there sometimes you wrestle guys who are who are like you know up there in age, so they probably have oh to, my gosh, I have some great guys that are up there in the 70s and 80s. So they have to. My rest, probably. oldest guy is 98, who drove me to dinner in March, and he still grapples you. That he did stop about six okay. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> But let me tell you, I met him 30 years ago. That's great, though. 98. And back then, we wrestled a couple times a day because he would send for me to go stay at his house. And we would wrestle like a morning, afternoon, and evening session. He used to be one of the lucky ones that when he was married, his wife got him into it, kind of like his foreplay. And so then it got him into it. But he was always attracted to athletic mm -hmm. uh, women with strong legs. And then um, he was introduced to scissors, I guess, by her. And something in his brain clicked. And body scissors is his his thing That's his kink, that yeah. he loves. And um, so when we did stuff, I would always try to incorporate a lot of body scissors in there. So as he got older, it went from competitive, competitive, competitive to little by little as he, you know, 20 years, 25 years later. So then eventually... We don't do competitive anymore. He lays back in my lap. I body scissor him while we watch old wrestling DVDs <laughs> of scissor stuff, That's scissor horrible. matches. Yeah. So then, now that he's 98, so about five years ago, the scissors stopped. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, of his age. And, um, and he still drives, which blows my mind. And so now we eat dinner and talk wrestling. So that's been his, you know, that's so that's fantastic. what we do now. But he said he always thought... The the want and need to talk about the scissors and the wrestling would die down as he got older, and he said that it that urge and the desire got stronger mm -hmm. as he got older. I uh, I mean that's that's fascinating, especially because you don't know where you're going to be with your kinks or your your urges when you're like you know seventy eighty right getting to ninety. Are they naturally going to go away? Mm -hmm. His got stronger. Yep. But he physically just can't do it anymore. But the passion in his voice. When we talk about it, it's yeah. still there, childlike, you know, innocence. He absolutely loves it. Well, what are the, what are some of the what, what are the kind of uh, conversations you get into with him? Yeah, just, just. <laughs> well, he always wants to know who has the best body scissor. Mm. Then, after the best, he wants to know who's the second, third best. Then we talk about who's been my strongest competitor. Um, who have I always wanted to meet that I never met? Yeah. You know, for a match, stuff like that. But. <clears throat> If we could just talk about scissors all the time, body scissors, that's, that's all we would talk about. And his you know? wife got him into it. His wife got him into it a long time ago. That is crazy. But unfortunately, she died early of mm. cancer. But he did get, I think, eight to ten good years with her. And that desire to search it out, and the internet came out, and he was able to find us ladies. Yep. He also likes Malibu and, and Robin and then Jennifer Thomas. And we're kind of like his four favorites, I think. The internet's an amazing thing. Yes. It's, it's, uh, it is. Do you remember back in the old days when we had AmFem? Uh, I believe so. And the magazine called Fighting Females. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you'd have, to go, to, the, you'd have to go to the back and like, yep. see mm -hmm. like, uh, the actual advertisements to, to be able to get in touch with. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that. They used to have uh, personals and stuff like that. You can go yes. to people's homes. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, mm -hmm. that's insane. Ah, the old The good days. old days. Yeah, the good old days. All right, so number two, question number two. Uh, during, uh, during your mixed wrestling matches, have you ever legitimately been knocked out wrestling another male or female, or have you ever knocked anybody out for real? Was it on purpose? I've never been knocked out. I don't think I want to be knocked out. When you have like, um, 
um, type A dominant control issues sometimes. I think being knocked out seems kind of terrifying. It is. Because you want to be in control of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So when I see stars, which I've seen, which is on your way to being knocked out, mm -hmm. I get out of that hold, obviously. So I've never been knocked out. I've had guys come to me to be purposely knocked out. I do it in a, a sleeper hold, you know, not a scissors usually. Mm -hmm. And um, and they do it over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm thinking, man, I just don't know if this is really healthy for them to do in the long run, <laughs> you know? Um, so, but I still do it. And then one of them got out of it, which just kind of made me a little bit happy only because, you know, he had some other health issues too. Yeah. I don't want to help contribute to his health issues mm -hmm. if, if that might happen one day. Um, and then, this is a fun story. I was in Vegas with uh, Courtney Olson, KO, and me and her were... It was midnight, and her brother was there with her cousin, and they wanted to see who had the, you know, like a little scissor contest, head scissor contest. So uh, I do. her and I did one on them, and as I'm squeezing her brother, I'm wondering why he's not tapping, but I'm paying attention, you know, because you always got to pay attention. Of course. Um, he already went out, so I let go, and then he did the snorting and stuff like mm -hmm. that, so... That would be one legitimate knockout that wasn't planned. And then he came to, and then everything was fine. Then ironically, when the cousin came to do it, he did the exact same thing. But this time I was prepared for it just in case yeah. it was going to happen again. But, um, yeah, I didn't do that on purpose, though. But maybe the midnight hour and the drinking might have contributed to no, something. Yeah, and I've, I've been at parties where, like, uh, we went to one that was, like, up in, in Los Angeles somewhere where people just started wrestling. And I was like, all right. And there was just guys who were just getting knocked out uh, back and forth. I just kind of sat there and drank wine and watched because I was like, you guys enjoy that. I can't get into the idea of getting actually knocked out for real. Which Me neither. Yeah. Considering yeah, what, it seems yeah. a little scary. Considering what I call myself for a living is, is ironic. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> No desire. Oh yeah. <laughs> no desire. Like when I did, uh, when I when I went under for my first surgery, I flipped out. You did? Yeah, it was like a sinus surgery, and they 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 had to give me like all this Ativan just to calm me the fuck down. Like, you were gonna you... get knocked out completely out? Yeah, they were gonna. Twilight? Oh yeah, they had they gave me full anesthesia. So I and I. It have was a little kind of, panic attack. Before. Yeah, big time. And it was mm -hmm. kind of what you said. It was like the desire to be in control mm -hmm. is what you know. Yeah. 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 The ultimate not being in control is to be yes. completely unconscious. I have been knocked out by med you know, medicine three <laughs> times, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have something um, to say? I had my tonsils out and I had wisdom teeth out and then um, a colonoscopy a couple oh. years ago. But that was twilight. The other two weren't completely out. Um, the colonoscopy I, is like a light sedative? A, yeah. They, well, they, they call it twilight. Yeah. You're okay. out, though. I remember nothing. Mm -hmm. It's only a 20-minute procedure, so, I mean, it was easy-peasy. Um but it's funny because since we both had those control, whatever, but I don't freak out when they're going to knock me out. I just hope and pray that I come back. <laughs> you know, because sometimes people don't. Yeah. Sometimes stuff happens. That's how my grandmother passed. Right. Yeah, she, it is? Uh, yeah, she had a bad reaction to anesthesia and she See, passed. That sucks. So that might contribute. That was in the back brain. of my head. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, uh, that yeah, sucks. Just, just give me all the. Well, try all, not to get knocked out as much as possible. Give me all the Xanax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, there's uh, okay. So we have another question okay. here. This one is from Kevin. He says, "Who have been your favorite opponents to wrestle and why?" Which is kind of I think you kind of almost answered that earlier. But oh no, you said that the ninety eight year old uh, gentleman asked you that. He's my yeah. He asked me like who has been my hardest and who okay. had the best scissor. So are we talk about girls now, right? I guess so. Yeah. Okay. 
The funnest ones? Yeah, sure. Okay, fun or great matches. I always have a great time. Me and Christine Dupree work well together. Mm -hmm. Me and Ziggy from the old days worked well together. Me and Grace from the old days worked really good together. Um, and gave good matches, too, you know, um, for competitive real yeah. stuff. Um, let me see. Sandy White, who is a friend of mine that traveled with me a couple times. We did some really good. She has one of the best personalities. Jennifer Thomas, who owns Session Girls. We always do really well together. Mm -hmm. Um So, and these uh, women I've wrestled multiple, multiple, multiple times. And we have a really good... um you know, friendship also. So those would be some of the the good ones. What about now? I'm curious when he, the the gentleman asked, but what about your toughest opponent? Wow, I have like a top ten of girls that you know I've never been able to make submit in my whole entire life, not wow. even one time. And out of those, who do you think is like the the toughest of yeah. everybody? Helen von Mott. Do you oh, remember her? Jesus, black Christ. belt. Yeah, how can I do anything with that? So you know no, I mean? yeah, that's so and trying. the only body scissor that after she put it on me, I felt like it was on me for a couple days, like I had maybe like bruised ribs oh or something, where I felt like I was wearing her scissors for a couple days. <laughs> so Helen von Mott. Definitely. Then if we were going to, you know, I couldn't even do anything with her, obviously. Um, I was curious how I would do against a black belt. Obviously, you would never put somebody with no belt against somebody with a black belt. But somebody so paid like, for what, it. Like a triple black belt or something? Or something. Yeah, She's she amazing. Had her own, she had her own dojo up yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, stayed, I stayed there. Uh, oh, I, you did too? Yeah. When? I, a long time ago. Uh, what did you do there? We went We went and just hung out in San Francisco, and she was just like, well, I have a dojo there in Oakland. Like, Oh, how cool. Come and sleep over. No filming or anything? Nah, we didn't shoot anything. Okay. We were just like there. She to, had a really cool live event at her house one time. Yeah, she yeah. had, and her boyfriend at the time was this guy, uh, I forgot his name. Sergio? Yes, Sergio. Uh -huh. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, they hosted us. They were really sweet. and we just, They were. We checked out San Francisco, and, and uh, she shot for us several times, and she was just built like a like a truck. Yes. Like, absolutely. I don't know. I, I can imagine not being anybody to come close to pinning someone like that. Myra and Olga are some other ones that were really hard for me. Mm. And then Casey Kavanoff, but I was able to make her submit one time, so she can't be in that I wonder list. What happened to Alabama? We'd love to. Oh, we're Facebook friends. Oh, her. really? Mm -hmm. You'll have to send me her. Yeah. Her, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't talked she to her rescues forever. dogs. She, she always had a people. thing for the pits, yep, right? For the pit bulls. Mm -hmm. She um, is helping out um, a woman in her. Um, child right now who has a disability and she bought a big bus and she was going to travel in this big bus um and but yeah i chat with her every now and then all right well i'll uh -huh. get i'll get her contact yep. from you. Get it. be good to catch up all right let's okay. see um number four this person prefers to be uh to be nameless what? Uh, <laughs> out of all the shoots you've ever done which was the furthest removed from your comfort zone? The one that made you wonder, quote, what the, question mark, question mark, end quote. I guess, I guess the, the kinkiest, the strangest one, like a, a yeah. shoot where you were like, okay, this isn't what I'm used to, but I'll do it. Right. Um, there was one video shoot and one private session that, um, one private session that I stopped it and asked if we could cut it in half. It was mm -hmm. a really harder than I thought cat fight. And um, she was really, really, really good. It was for um, just for her husband to watch in a hotel room in New York. And it was an hour. There's no way I was going to last an hour, oh. you know, with breaks, of course, and stuff like that. But, I mean, this is really hard hair pulling, which, which I personally love to pull hair, but I hate my hair pulled. And um, 
That's a double standard. I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> but anyhow, um, we cut it down to 20 minutes. So that one, it was just a little bit too, too much for me. Um, so that's why I cut it down to 20 minutes. But the 20 minutes was really good, though. And then um, for videos... Um, Here's a good example. So I had a friend of mine who was, did mostly uh, grappling, and she got asked to do like a wet and messy shoot where she was just had to like get covered in pies and chocolate. And I would and love shit. that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so far removed from yeah. what she's used to. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. So it was just something that we yeah, like, I would wow, love this is, that, this actually. Is something that I'm not used to. Yeah. And I know DT does a lot of like um, uh, different kinks with the wrestling. So okay, sometimes when the ladies are nude, even though I'm okay, I'm just not used to that. That's mm -hmm. all. Um you you have ways that it just because you're not used to nudity in general? Because um, I don't go, like I go topless but not nude. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess in my whole life of doing videos, there's hardly been any shoots where the girl's oh. nude. So, so when um, it happens, you're still not used to it. I guess I'm just not used to it. Wow. Yeah. Even though I'm okay with it, yeah. it's still kind of... Catches me off guard just for a quick second. Is when I was like, I have to pick you up for a body slam, and now I'm gonna have to actually. <laughs> My hands going somewhere <laughs> accidentally <laughs> to pick you up. Yep. Um. So that one, um, I do them, but they always kind of catch me off guard a little bit, just because I'm not, I'm not, just not used to that mm -hmm. a lot. Um. There was a face sitting one a long time ago in another um, country, I think, that was a little bit too. Kind of like a cat fight face sitting, and that got a little bit too rough for me. And I took a couple breaks and had to calm down a little bit. It was a little bit too. I get a little claustrophobic sometimes oh, too. Oh, face sets. And stuff yeah. Like that? yeah, yeah. If they're too hard and you don't have that little air pocket yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, probably another thing, control too. You mm -hmm. know, you feel out of control. Um, but that's. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah getting, otherwise, it's been great. Getting smothered for real is terrifying. <laughs> It is. Like, yeah, I had, I had a girl out to do, like, a hand smother. I mean, she didn't quite know what she was doing, and I couldn't breathe. And, I, yeah, it freaked me. really freaked me out. It is it is that claustrophobia. Yeah, But yeah. The, the fear of, you know, not being able to breathe. And, right. Yeah. Choked, Sometimes so. I get wrapped up, and a guy might be bringing my legs over my head. And it's so funny because my boobs are so big, and they get to where they almost suffocate me, you know, because <laughs> everything's getting wrapped up and... So I'm almost being suffocated in my own boobs, which well, is kind of funny. Now I know your weak. Now I know your weak. Point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Uh, question number five is: Anything about wrestling sexy for you? Do you ever get sexually excited when wrestling an opponent? If so, <laughs> what are the factors that lead to that feeling? Is it an attraction to the opponent or more of a dominance-related turn-on? That's a good question. Mm. That's a really good question, actually. All my life. I like dominating the guys in wrestling. Mm -hmm. So when I enjoy it, when I really, really enjoy it, it's more like a sadistic enjoyment, um, not a sexual enjoyment, but I like to inflict pain, but I only like to inflict pain if they like it. Of course. You know, um, never, I've never been in a real fight in my, my whole life, actually, by the way. Um, so I don't know how I would do in a real fight because um, I don't really want to hurt people, mm -hmm. you know. But in the video, sometimes they want you to. So when they want me to, like in a beatdown or something like that, or scissoring them, or doing whatever, and they're helpless, or they're, they want to be the submissive or whatever, I love that. Yeah. And that's where my little sadistic fun, I always call it, um, I'm sweetly sadistic sadism with a smile, because I'm always <laughs> laughing too. I have this little evil laugh that I love. You know, I love doing that. Does it turn me on 
No. Do I love it, enjoy it? Yes. So then there's been someone in my life who was a client who when I opened the door, I had an instant crush on him. Mm -hmm. And I got all giddy and nervous. <laughs> Plus the guy was a lot younger than me too. So the first thing I'm thinking is, oh my God, this guy looks like he could be my son, but I'm attracted to him. <laughs> but anyhow, um, he was 27 at the time and I was 20 years older. So anyhow, um, we had a session. That was the first time in my life, and this was 2012, yeah. um, that I was excited, like in a, in a sexual way, yeah. to, to wrestle with him. And... Um, and we were flirting with each other the whole time. The electricity in in the match was crazy. And I remember afterwards going and telling my mom, <laughs> you know, I go, Mom, God, I just had the, she has dementia, so she's not going to remember anyhow. So <laughs> I just told her, I just wrestled the hottest kid who I had the craziest, he wanted to be dominated, but he ended up dominating me, by the way. So... It caught me off guard. The bonus. The bonus yeah. of being dominated by a cute guy wow. who's sitting on my face. And um, and then he came back next year. Mm -hmm. And then because we still had that same crush on each other. So then I hung out with him an extra hour. Oh, that is so great. Yeah. Then he came back the next year. And then now he's still in my life. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And now he's my lover. Oh, my God. <laughs> what shit. Well, Isn't that funny? That's the end of this podcast. Yeah, that that's right. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. It's like the notebook plus the yes. scissors. So, so actually, I've never seen the notebook. I think that ends. Badly. It's a great movie. Doesn't it end badly? Oh yeah, okay. sad. What's, but, what's okay? What? Mine doesn't end badly. I hope. <laughs> All right, whatever. A romantic film. Just yeah. throwing. Anyhow, notes. we still have fun. Yeah, I have to work yep. on my uh, analogies. Um, well, shit. So that so that one moment or that one that one partner did it for you to wrestle with. Yeah, you know, because during the session, I'm like, man, I've never done anything naughty in a session before. But if I was ever going to do anything naughty, it was going to be with him. And I told him later, I go, man. And he goes, why didn't you? And I just go, you know, I was actually trying to. You're professional. To, you know? Yeah, stay professional, stay composed. Sure. Had a crush on him. So then I'm thinking, if I did something with him, I didn't want him to think I'd do that with everybody. And then if I did something with him, and then I'm getting money. I didn't want to look at myself as a hooker. Oh, no. So I had other angles at it, you know, because um, I don't want to feel like a hooker. I don't want him to think I am a hooker. I don't want him to think I do this with all the guys because I didn't know if I was ever going to see him again. But I wanted to really keep that good first I'm impression. I'm wondering how I would have dealt with that if I was in your shoes. Like what, what if, I was, like if, the, if I was in a situation? I mean, not that there's yeah. a whole lot of like, you know, men that are being paid to wrestle women. But like, I guess I would have had to stop the session and been like, look, let's talk. <laughs> like, oh, oh, before it went sexual or whatever? Yeah, just like, we need to talk because there's yeah. something going on here and we need to get off the clock. And... Because I know that some ladies do, you know, erotic stuff in their sessions sure. and that's fine. And some of them are friends of mine and stuff like that. And I don't mind that. And it doesn't bother me at all. It's just I've never done that before. But if I was going to, so... You're so I, innocent for someone that's sadistic. Isn't right? that funny? Because you just I have the word naughty. You just, you just use the word naughty. I know. Because <laughs> I have this naughty and nice side. You know what I mean? Like sugar spice, naughty, nice. I am so extreme one way and so extreme the other way. But you're so PG. I love it. It's so funny because you I'm also a, a total... You have a word this entire... <laughs> 
And I'm, I'm like a little pervert inside too, you know, because I love the young guys. And when he, you know, and when he came over, I mean, you know, I'm like a little cougar and he's my little cub or something. You know what I mean? But anyhow, we still get to have fun. My next scenario role playing with him is pretending um, he's seeing me for the very first time again, oh. reenacting that. And then this time I'm going to say out loud what I kept inside the whole time when we had that session. I'm just going to now say what I was thinking, which he has no idea because I kept it inside. Yeah. Um, you know, we always flirt back and You're forth. You're going to be like, let's other. get naughty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought maybe you guys would do a thing like that. Well, with him, I say the F word. Yeah, you can pretend to be like... I actually say fuck. Well, there's, there's couples... That you, oh, you just said it. I did. All I right. did that on purpose That's for you. That's the Pee Wee Herman magic mm-hmm. word of the day. Mm-hmm. But no, there. Uh, well, there's. I know couples that do the thing where, like, let's pretend that we're meeting at a bar for the first time. I love time, that. I would love like to that. do that yeah. with someone. That's, that's and you're pretending you're hitting on them for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, right. I love role-playing. It's fun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Role playing is one of my things too. I mean, yep. it's it's what makes wrestling so much. Fun. Absolutely, just yep. just wrestling as yourself is boring. When we have a yep. character, mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, all right, well there you go. That's a very that's a perfect. Isn't that a fun that story? Person. Started that's as a client. By the way, I lost him as a client, but I gained an amazing lover. So. Nice. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> he gets free sessions for the rest of his life. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> just have him bring Monopoly money. Yeah, that's right. Leave it on the table. Um. All right, so uh, number six, uh, this is Karen, uh, who says, is that, oh, not Hurricane Karen, right? What advice do you have for girls wanting to get into wrestling fetish or just fetish in general today? Is it different today than it was before? Oh, I think it's different. A lot. There's a lot more people doing it now, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So your competition is a lot more. Um, but you have a big chance to make a lot more money, too, also, you know, because there's a lot more companies and um, and a lot more people to meet. Um, there's always some bad apples out there, too, that you have to look out for. One or two, I helped yeah. a couple people um, get started. Um, Erica Locks, I don't know if you ever heard of her before. I have not. She saw me when I was on Secret Lies of Women about 12 years ago. And she sent me an email and she wanted to see how do I get into what you're doing. So she came to my house when I was wrestling a girl named Grace. And she watched me wrestle Grace. And then she came back another time, and then we tried doing that, her and I. And um, and then, boom, now she's on the WB270 and Session oh, Girls wow. and wrestling all over. So that was 12 years ago when she knew nothing, and now she's big time into it. And then um, Flame Dragon from Canada asked some advice from me when she was new, and I helped her. And then um, Amazon Sahar Huxley, when I met her three, three and a half years ago, um, she wasn't doing too many sessions and, and didn't know really too many companies or anything. She does her own stuff though. Mm-hmm. Um, she asked if I can come to her place, uh, the next day and, and talk to her for like three hours or four hours and, and kind of tell her, you know, what I do for a living and how I do it and all sure. that. So I did and sat with her and then she called me a month later and then asked for some travel advice and where would you stay and this and that. So then eventually, then she said, will you travel with me? And I said, okay, I'll give it a try because I've been doing it by myself all my time, all my life. And so um, traveling with somebody, if you pick someone, hopefully you pick someone you can stand for a long time, which I can with her. We're like perfect, you know, perfect friends. She's so Friendship. Great. She's so Yeah. Great. So, um, for someone who's that scary on camera, oh, she's, she's just such a teddy bear. I know she is. So don't tell anybody. I mean, that, sorry. Though. Sadistically, the teddy second bear. time, like, <laughs> I think it was the second night she was here, I was experiencing some extreme shoulder pain, <laughs> yeah. and she just sat me down. She's like, "Take off your shirt." 
I'm going to just massage you for about 30 minutes and I'm just like, oh, okay, she's, she's a therapist. She is, yep. And so she worked on me for 30 minutes while we just sat there and shot the shit. Yep. And I, by, by the time she was done, I was like a bag of noodles. It felt She's so amazing. Good. So anyhow, we get along really good. So if you're going to be with someone all the time, planes, trains, automobiles, hotels, mm -hmm. she's, uh, for me, we're the perfect um, friends to do that together with. And I'll see her soon in the East Coast. But yeah. Well, tell so, her she's got to come back here. We've got to get her back. But, so I helped her too, advised her and gave her lots of advice. So, um... So for the girl who asked, I would, uh, if she needs to reach out to me or any, you know, maybe some other girls, um, we can help advise her. Mm -hmm. That's always what I say. I always say talk to people who have been in the business for a while right. instead of just they can guide them. going in yeah, without. Cold. If you're just going to go into WB270 and mm -hmm. put up an ad and you don't mm -hmm. know who these guys are who are trying to get sessions with right. you, right. Like, you need to find people who can vouch mm -hmm. uh, for companies and for right. producers and for uh, right. For customers. And warn you about the time wasters and the weirdos and all that other exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's a good answer for that. It's just uh, just talk to people who have been doing it. Right. And, and she could reach, reach out to me if she wants to. Sure. Sure. Do you have an email that uh, people can reach out? Um, yeah. The, T-H-E, Chris, K-R-I-S-T's, T-E-A-S-E, at yahoo.com. All right. Well, Karen, if you want to get into the business, contact her. There's nobody better. Uh, I, I'd very happily say that... Uh, to talk to when it comes to just knowing how the whole business works, not only as a producer, but also as uh, an, an actress, fetish model, wrestler, but also a session wrestler, because you've done it all. So, hey! Yeah, you're, you're a renaissance woman. What? I am. <laughs> all right, so next one is, um, oh, okay, so what, uh, dear Christy, longtime fan, just want to know what you think makes a good producer, what makes a bad one, what puts you at ease when you work with someone, what turns you off? Hmm. That's another really good question. <laughs> I'd love to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly producers always help. Yeah. Funny producers always help. Yeah. Yeah. Like you and, and, and Double Trouble, they're, they're funny to work with. They're fun. They're funny. They, we crack jokes the whole time. Um, Don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. yeah. High-stress people, they, they're kind of difficult producers because... Sometimes they get cranky. Sometimes they get in bad moods. Sometimes they snap at you. If you can't remember your lines, if you have a lot of dialogue, you know, it sucks to kind of get yelled at if you make a couple of mistakes or whatever. Um, so, that blows my mind that someone does that. Yeah. But I love, love, love fun. Having fun and, and laughing. And, and we always go eat, too. So it's fun to go eat with, with the people you work with, too, well, and get your, to know them as friends. That's the other thing. Yes, feed Yeah, them you're off. not starving us here. <laughs> So, but yeah, there's an occasional um, high-stress person, you know, producer mm -hmm. that uh, can make you kind of on edge a little bit, you know, because I always come in there happy and stuff, so I know it's not me. <laughs> but I can see when people might have a bad day or they're agitated or whatever. We just make the best of what you can with it. And but... that, that would probably take something, that would, that would take a bit out of your performance too if you're on edge. Yeah, kind of. You're nervous. You won't, you're not yeah. able to concentrate on what Yeah, you're that doing. you might get yelled at or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, it has happened, though. No, I can't. I, I've talked to a lot of uh, models that have gone through that where someone's just uh, is yelling at them or, or they seem like they're just almost like too wound up. Right, and, uh, right. It's not a good environment. Right, no, on. not at all. Um, okay, uh, this one is from Sheena. And... Um, I love the questions from the girls. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. There's... Uh -huh. there's I, most of our fans are obviously men, but mm -hmm. we have a lot of women that will come out of the woodwork and just be like, hey, Love I want that. to talk to you about this. And Love that. Yeah, we had one uh, one lady who 
um, her boyfriend came to her with a wrestling fetish and uh, and he, he didn't know quite how to express it so he asked her to speak to me about it as a girl because he's married to, yep. a, to a woman who's okay with this and I'm yep. just like oh. so I spoke to her and now they're doing great they're having, see that's awesome they're having role play sessions that's awesome great. I've seen 20 couples in my life I love seeing the couples yeah, it's great to see that happen as and long as yeah I usually wrestle the wife and the husband's watching but out of the 20 couples I have wrestled a couple of the husbands and the wife videotapes it or the wife knows about it but doesn't want to be there but she meets me and knows me and and is cool with it okay. and trusts us um I, I love the couples man because they don't have to hide anything and yeah. there's no secrets and the man usually mentions it early in the relationship that he happens to like women's wrestling honey maybe you'll you know fulfill my fantasy someday for me you know and if you have the right girl you know they will do that for you and then even, the, yeah. the majority though are terrified to mention it to their wives you know, afraid that their wife will think they're weird or, or perverted or, or whatever, want a divorce, afraid they might want a divorce. Um, some of the wives have even tried it, and it wasn't their cup of tea, but at least they were cool enough to try it. And some of the couples, um, the wife may not want to be there, but they pick me or whoever um, on the Internet, and then she sends her husband off, you know, to see me, and then I say hi to her on the phone really quick, and I say I'll send him home in one piece. And <laughs> I think those wives are cool, too, because they know about it, you know? They just don't want to participate in it. Yeah, that's what happened recently with a friend of mine. Uh, she had a session with a, with a guy who was, he told his wife what, what he was into. He wanted to role play with her, and she's very self-conscious uh, about doing that kind of uh, that kind of play. And she was just like, you know what? If you want to do it with somebody else, I'm okay with it. See? That's awesome. But it's just I wish what, all ladies were like it's that. It's just not what I'm into. Right. Know, which is the way things should And be. I wish people were more open like that. Yeah. You know, instead of, you're weird, I'm going to divorce you. Jealousy is weird. Mm -hmm. uh, kink shaming is weird. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is. And it's, I feel like we're walking towards a future where all that shit's going out the window. I hope. Um, because a lot of, well, I could, I, I could also be speaking because I'm, I'm in a bubble because I'm surrounded by a lot of friends and, and stuff that are very open about their kinks and stuff right. like that. And the right. models that come through here, like yourself and like everyone that we talk to, like they don't give a fuck. They'll talk about their kinks. Right. They'll talk about their right. fetishes. But there are some. It's great to be free. There's some vanilla couples that I mm -hmm. know that if you even mention the idea of any of this, they'll just be like, oh no, it's not going to, that's not going to fly. Yep. But, uh, but. Half yeah. my friends think I'm a weirdo and the other half are okay that I'm a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think most of my friends think I'm a weirdo, but they're okay with with me being weird at the same time. Which is right, perfect. right. So it's perfect. Um, I think that might be the point of attraction. There, it's like, oh, you're weird. I like you. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, Sheena says, uh, I am a 20 year old woman who loves wrestling men. However, I am what some would consider a hashtag. She put. She actually wrote the hashtag in uh, BBW. You know what that is? Ah, big, beautiful woman. Yes. And I have been shy about appearing online with my matches, which is something I want to try being an exhibitionist. However, you have given me a lot of inspiration to do so. You have a very beautiful, natural, and curvy physique. I just want to know if that was ever difficult to present to others when trying to get work in the business. Ah. It's difficult in my re real life um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my clients usually love me no matter what I way because I started at um, 130 and I've been all the way at 205 right mm -hmm. now I'm 185 so I did not gain this weight on purpose you know for any kind of a reason no. it's because of my love of food and 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 basically that's it you know when I was mud wrestling I had my boss watching us all the time so we were dancing mud wrestling waitressing so when you have somebody watching you all the time I started as 155 pounds and they said you need to lose some weight 
So I got down to 130 and I was able to only hold that probably for a couple days. <laughs> but I did the whole eight years of my wrestling career in the mud and oil. Um, the whole eight years about eh, 140, 145 pounds. Yeah. So when somebody's watching you all the time and you have this pressure and you're younger, because you know I started when I was 21, it seemed a lot easier. Then when I branched out on my own and now my own boss and I don't have that pressure of somebody watching me all the time, I seem to, you know, things are easier for me in the weight loss department when I'm being watched, you know, because you don't want to disappoint whoever's watching you. You know, let's say if you had a personal trainer or my boss, you know, and um, who's getting on your case if you lose weight, yeah. you know, if you gain weight. So um, there's that pressure, but it was kind of like a good pressure in a way. Um, now I'm easier on myself, obviously, because... If I put that pressure on me, obviously I wouldn't have a weight problem. But when I became my own boss, I'm like, oh, fucking A, man. You know, finally, I don't have to be so strict anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And um, it's hard sometimes. Like, I've had a weight problem since I was about 14. I wasn't born like a little fat baby or anything. I became bigger <laughs> as a teenager. So one year, I stopped working out one summer when mm -hmm. I was in high school. And my gym closed down. And in that summer, I went from 130 to 163. Mm. And I remember for the very first time, people picking on me when I went back to school. Because I went from 130 to 163. So I gained 33 pounds over a summer, which is actually a lot of weight. 33 pounds in like three months, yeah, you know? Yeah. So that's the first time I heard teenagers um, making fun of me, you know? And I didn't have that before because I didn't have that weight problem before. So since then... So then I lost some weight in high school and then, you know, I stayed that way for a little bit and then it gets harder and harder and then it's easy, then it gets harder, then it gets easy. It's just a yo-yo back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it fluctuates. Yeah. Right. So um, I'm, I, I try not to beat myself up, but in a way, I wish I had a little bit more self-pressure that I put on myself because I'm like, eh, I'm fine. I'm still making money. I'm still doing great. The guys still love me. You know what I mean? I think if I lost all my work then yeah, I would be forced to have to lose the weight. Yeah. But so many of my clients like me bigger. And so... And as long as you're being healthy and... Yeah, and right, as yeah. long as I'm being healthy. But I remember, you know, I still get self-conscious about it to this day because she's asking about being self-conscious or embarrassed. I sometimes don't like to look at myself in the videos at this weight, where when I'm 130, 140, 150, I'm okay looking at myself yeah. on videos, but I get a little um, insecure when I'm heavier. So, um, to watch myself. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, to watch myself. Like, I, I went from... But it's not enough embarrassment to make that change, yeah. though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do, back and forth, back and forth. Because when I was 205, I got down to 176. Then I got back up to 199. Then I got down to 179. So, for the past, like, 10 years, it's been floating around... 170 to one, you know, 90 to 200 or whatever. So now I'm 185. So, but like you, you know, you've been trying to, you know, get better on your diet and yeah, lose yeah. weight too. And well, I lost and, like 30 pounds. Yeah, I know that's a lot. And so, and I the feel, most I've lost is 29. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm actually I, I feel uh, probably the best I've felt in like in forever. But occasionally I'll go and re-edit an old video and I'm just right. like, holy shit. Right, right. <laughs> and I will tell you that physically, I love when I lose the weight. It's funny because. My brain is going crazy. I'm like, God, I'm eating less and I'm, I'm hungry and I miss the crap that I love. But then my body looks good, but my brain's not happy when I'm lighter. But then when I'm bigger, 
my brain is happy and I'm eating whatever I want, but then my body's not, not looking as good. So it's funny because it's this mi mis mixed match crap all the time. That's why but cheat days are fantastic. Totally. If you could just totally. be good for like six days and then next right. Sunday just order right. pizza, you're happy. But now I have clients that pay me because they love my bigger belly and then they, you know, if I take pictures and I send it to them, then boom. Like on this trip, somebody sent me a thousand bucks. I just showed them five pictures of my belly. And talk to him for 15 minutes. Jesus I got a thousand Christ. bucks. So there's a small amount of men in the world that like like a soft, round yeah. belly. You know what I mean? There's a lot of men. And in my whole life, though, I've had two men that said, Christy, I'm not going to session with you at this weight. They already had been seeing me for 10 to 15 years. They said, I like you better at 140, 150, 160. So if you're 180 or 190, don't you know, come and see me because I'm paying the money and I want to pay the money for something I'm visually, <sighs> you know, which is in a way true if they're paying the money for something that they like and that something that they like happens to not be me at 190, you know, so I had to, um, oh, man. so two guys, two guys, I lost two of my guys because of my weight, but everybody else, they're like, Christy, it's your personality more than anything. Yeah, yeah. And they happen to love big boobs and big butts and, and jelly bellies or whatever. <laughs> Well, no, we have, and that's one of the things I think um, uh, a friend of mine who was starting her own company a while back, uh, she was just like, well, how do you make money when you have, because um, she was be she was being asked to just basically hire pinup style uh, models. Okay. Like girls with like the hard bodies, like girls who work out, pinup style, like old school, like 1980s, 1990s, okay. like, you know, those yep. kinds of models yep. for yep. every single video. Yeah. And she was just like, uh, well, how do you, how do you make money off of girls who are just like more naturally cut and like girls that have more curves? And we would have girls that would, um, like people like Miss Rachel. Uh, people, I, mean, I like her. Yeah. Miss Rachel. I worked with her. Uh, people like Kathy the Butcher. There's men that love big, beautiful yeah. girls. And that's what I, the mm -hmm. first thing, that's the first thing I told her. I was like, if you hold yourself to these, to those rules set by these idiots that think that's the way, the only way that it has to be, that these women have to look the way that they think because they grew up reading the right, you know, the wrong right. kinds of magazines right. or like that, then you're just going to have, you're, you'll have no variety in your shoots. And also, I, I come from pro wrestling. Right. Where one of the things you remember when you're Love watching pro wrestling is like, yeah, not every wrestler back in the 80s yeah. and 90s was this ripped Tiny. dude yeah. or a ripped girl. Right. Everybody, there was, right. there was variation. Like, right. The bad guys were these big right. dudes and the right. bad girls were these big girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. of course, the tiny girls, you had your Hollywoods. Right. You had your, right. your uh, Cheryl Russas. Right, you know? right. They were the tiny ones that were like ripped, mm -hmm. but you know what? They got their asses kicked. And the big, big awesome one, Queen Kong. Yeah. And then Butterball, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you have, now you, today you <laughs> You have Amazing Kong. Yep. You yep. have like Nia Jax. Yep. Girls that are big and strong yep. and beautiful. Yep. And I, that's what I told her. I was just like, there's a market for every body type. Uh, yep. You know, there's, there's a way that I can incorporate any kind of body type into my shoots. We've had girls that are like, uh, hey, I'm not comfortable with my body. Can I just wear like maybe some yoga pants and a t-shirt? Right. Like, Come on in. And so right. we had one you girl. just work with them. We had yeah. one girl who we, uh, we did... Uh, those kinds of videos. She just wore like a little shirt, yep. yoga pants, and some yep. boots. And I yep. said, I'm going to make you a heel. So mm -hmm. you just got to be a bad guy, be a badass. And now she's like, people love her because she's mm -hmm. got a natural look and she's really good at being a bad guy. Right. And she felt so great because she was like, I don't have to worry about, you know, right. feeling uncomfortable right. in front of the camera. Right. So, so yeah. it's me and my brain that gives me a hard time sometimes. But it's funny because it's still not a hard enough time to always do something about it. Because I want to tell you that sometimes I like 
no rules and I like no restrictions and I like no stress and I like to not have to worry about always eating healthier, eating lighter and working out more. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like to just not worry about any of that. Unfortunately, when I get into that mode, I gain like 10 to 20 to 30 pounds. That's you know? what I call a cheat day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my cheat days are for like a year. <laughs> ah, okay. But anyhow, yeah. So, um... So basically, to, to lots of big, beautiful women make good money out yeah. there, though. To this lovely yep. lady, as I would say, as long as you're being healthy, and even then, once again, your body's your body. Right. Uh, if you want to be unhealthy, that's fine too. Right. Uh, but it's it's your temple. But like, if you, um, you know, there's going to be guys out there who will love you for for what you look like. Right. And, Absolutely. Uh, just and I think more of my guys like me better, bigger than smaller. And just the fact that you even like wrestling and that you're you have a passion for it is going to. I love it. It's going to score you many points yeah. with fans. And I love it. And I have that great personality. For it. Like I would rather yeah. I, I once told my wife I was like I would rather have a girl who looks natural, just girl next door, maybe a little curvy, maybe not ripped abs, who is good at this, right? Than a ripped pinup style model who can't act, right? You know, like, and who's a bitch, right? Or maybe, and yeah. she's hungry. Luckily, you I've had feed her. Luckily, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I've had I've had. Uh, I think they're angry because they're hungry. Luckily, we work <laughs> we work with all of them. We work with, with the pinup style girls that are amazing. We work with the girls who are more curvy and natural. And mm -hmm. They're amazing too, and, and we're, we've been very lucky. Um, but okay, so there you go. So if you want to get into the business, once again, she gave you the email. Contact her; she'll talk to you some more. Uh, okay, so uh, question number nine for Christy and for SK. Where do you both see yourselves in five to ten years? Still wrestling, producing. Is this something you want to do until you retire? Oh, yeah. Still wrestling. Still, Yeah, absolutely. So this is when I stop. I stop when the phone doesn't ring anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, it's my fans that decide when I stop. So when I never get a phone call for a session again, ever, then I guess that's when I stop. Start. But so far, I'm still doing amazing. Take a painting at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Needlepoint. <laughs> so start traveling the world. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing well. Um, some states are better than other states. This trip was really, really good for me. Um, some are hit and miss, but I still make a really good living doing it. So if I can do it till I'm 60 plus, I will. I do know some ladies who are 60 plus already, and they're still doing it. So mm -hmm. for me, I'm still in it. How about you? You know what? I am. Uh, I mean, I'll, I can say my age. Um, uh, uh, just I turned 42 uh, earlier this year. And so 10 years for me, I mean, I'm still probably going to go pretty going strong. Like, I can't think of anything else that I would rather do. Like, it's Same just, here. Yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah. This is like, I can't go back to nine to five anymore. I, 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 I never was, want to. I was never good with being told what to do. Yeah, I've been um, my own boss since I was 21. Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. most of the jobs that I lost is, wasn't because I was bad at it, it's because I just didn't. Uh, I would present ideas to uh, to the management that, that even though the ideas were more effective, it was against what they wanted. So right. it's like, sorry, we're doing it this way. I'm like, well, this makes no sense. Oh, well, then you're fired. I'm like, all right, move on to the next thing. Right. So until I finally said, like, all right, I need to probably do this for my own. So I can't imagine a world where I'm not controlling what I output same here and so yep. uh yeah yes high five <laughs> <laughs> i think uh yeah i mean until even even then like i get to the point where maybe i'll hire people to do more stuff that i do right now but mm -hmm. right now i am energetic i have the, i have the uh the willpower to, to do most of what you know most of what goes into my website with the exception of a couple of friends who really help me out uh, i still take care of shooting Producing, editing, like all you know, yeah, all of yeah. it. Because mm -hmm. I, the creative output is is always going to be what comes from me. 
and I, I just want to keep doing it. Like it's it's brought me so many great friendships, including yourself, right? Uh, my beautiful wife, right? Right? Uh, my, my amazing friends, right? Uh, this lovely home. Like I can't. I feel like I'm on the right track. Yeah, absolutely, totally. So to suddenly stop for whatever reason makes no sense. And I still got the energy. I still yeah. got the energy to keep flying, to keep traveling, to keep driving. You energy? To keep doing no. It. Yeah, I'm almost done with this big box of jelly bellies <laughs> I've been working on right here. By the way, all right. <laughs> Well, we have uh, one more question, and this one's actually oh, <laughs> straight up jelly bellies. Um, okay. Okay. So this one actually comes to uh, this is for sleeper kit. All right. So my name is Kristen. Uh, parentheses not really, but I love your podcast, and I have a question. Since I was a young girl, I developed a sexual attraction to monsters, what? not like serial killers. But I have a huge attraction to the giant, for example, orcs in Lord of the Rings, which we call the Urukai. And I also have an attraction to the creature in Pumpkinhead. Oh, I know that movie. Oh, uh, man, I remember that movie too. I also am sexually attractive, attracted sorry, to werewolves in film. Uh, never in books, only visual. Most recently, I caught myself jilling off to Venom. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And it wasn't because of Tom Hardy. Ah, I have had a hard time confessing this to anyone I know, family and friends, and my boyfriend included, because I'm pretty sure I'm a freak. Can you give me some advice on how not to feel like I'm the only one? Holy shit. All right. Well, Kristen, not really. Uh, you know, I actually read your question earlier, and what you have, um, it's, it's called, uh, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, but it's, I think it's called ter uh, ter teratophilia. Uh, T e r a t o philia, <laughs> um, and it is uh, it's yeah it's an, it's a sexual attraction to um, to mythical creatures to fictional uh, creatures that are not human. It's very interesting, um, but it's something that is very it's common. I mean, it's not common like you know you know you're not gonna find a lot of people on the. When I say common, it's, it's out there. You're not the mm -hmm. only one. Definitely not the only one. It's something that's happened before. Right now, uh, I was reading an article about how uh, the new movie It and It Chapter 2. I just saw that a couple of nights ago. Yeah, so that spawned a whole new sexual attraction for the actual Pennywise character. So there's all these women who are very much into the Pennywise character, the creature who's uh, dressed as a clown mm -hmm. and has a huge teeth. And, mm -hmm. Eats children, mm -hmm. so uh, that's something that's happened. He uh, doesn't quite cut it for me. I'd probably be a Jason or a Michael Myers girl. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who can carry you away. And Freddy Krueger, maybe. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Oh, I just talked to a girl. Um, I can't name names, but uh, no, we were at a party last week, uh, and uh, a friend of mine said that she her first kink was uh, uh, no, actually, she was on the podcast, Orias. I don't know if you work with the rise, but she said that one of her first kinks was uh, Freddy Krueger. No way. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, when she was a little young girl, wow. she saw that movie and she just was turned off. Something happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something happened. Uh, another huge thing that happened was uh, for a lot of guys, too, and for a lot of girls, was when uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon came out. Mm. There was a lot of female attraction to the creature because he was just like this really good looking dude in his suit and something about the suit and the face and the way that he treated the female lead was was very attractive to some people so much i liked so. when they kind of remade it into the shape of water well that's the other one that they mentioned the shape mm -hmm. of water became very popular and there's been i like that of, movie yeah i liked it a lot um there's uh let's see it says the reaction to this creature from the shape of water has led to attempts by some dildo manufacturers <laughs> to recreate the genitalia of the amphibian man from the movie um <laughs> 
Also, The Mothman. Uh, I'm not as familiar with The Mothman, but apparently that's a huge thing on Tumblr. Oh, I don't There's know a who lot he is. Of, yeah, Tumblr has a lot of um, uh, fanfic uh, dedicated to it. Um, another one that has... Or it's a uh, uh, slashfic, I guess you can go. No, not slashfic. Slash, would that be... I, need to, I feel like I need to ask my friend in the back. Um, but uh, so another one like Slenderman, which is a monster. Oh, but, uh, mm-hmm. Have you heard of Slenderman? Mm-hmm. Big tall guy, wears mm-hmm. a suit, mm-hmm. no face. There's tons of uh, pornographic fiction out there dedicated to Slenderman. Wow. Yeah. So you're, Interesting. You're not alone. Um, I would say, you know what? If you haven't gotten a Tumblr, which I'm assuming you must have, unless you just don't have uh, uh, internet. Um, but if you go to Tumblr and just type in um, any of these, uh, well, especially Venom. I'm sure there's tons of Venom um, uh, fiction out there. Uh, Sometimes we don't know why we like what we like. No. Like most of the men don't know why they want to wrestle women. They don't know why they want to be dominated by women. They don't know why whatever it is. They don't know why. You know, why do I like younger guys? You know what I mean? I don't know. I just do. But I'll tell you, I like the energy because I have a lot of energy like I'm Mm -hmm. younger. You know, so sometimes I like the energy. I like the look or whatever. But sometimes people don't know why they like what they like. No, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I'm, I'm sure she, uh, in this case, she might be able to go back and, and just have a first moment where she saw something and it clicked with her. Uh, but she didn't include that in her email. Um, uh, however, there's, like I said, tons of met, um, uh, there's tons of, uh, what's the word here? So, yeah. yeah but movies she's not alone, definitely. Not, not at alone. all. There's movie monsters. There's mythical uh, creatures. Right now, Bigfoot erotica is huge, apparently. Oh. Uh, so there's, uh, I, I've made a list here. So there is a uh, popular Bigfoot erotica title. So you can even get some on Amazon. One of them is called Come for Bigfoot. Uh, another one's called Boffing Bigfoot. Uh, Savage Love, that's a good title. Oh, I like that one. There's one called Bigfoot Did Me, Did Me From Behind and I liked it. <laughs> um, and my favorite one is The Butt Files, The Case of Bigfoot's Wiener. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, and there's also Ravaged by the Yeti, The Secret Adventures of a Fertile Housewife. So <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, teratophilia officially is deformed or monstrous people. Uh, it's used more in a literal sense from the ancient Greek. Attraction to monstrous, mythical, and fictional creatures. Uh, so I had a friend go, um, when I first got into the business who actually had a huge attraction to the orcs and Lord of the Rings. So you're not alone there. Um, the big guys, the the, yeah. the Urukais, yeah. they got all the face paint. Yeah, had the, the growling teeth. Wow. Like that. Yeah, that was a huge thing. Because I mean, think about it. That's like the ultimate warrior, masculine. Like yes. these are just like absolutely. These, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and she had this huge thing for for them. She had a huge thing for um, the stormtroopers from uh, Star Wars. Although that's a little different. But she uh, she went to she would go to DragonCon and she was like, if someone's wearing a stormtrooper suit, they're in trouble. <laughs> I'm like, what if they take off the, the, the helmet and they're yeah. just like these goofy... Yeah. And she's like, oh, they're not taking Keep it off. on. Yeah, Keep they're it not on. taking <laughs> off. <laughs> That's funny. So I was like, did you just yeah. like, kind of just have sex yeah. with a bunch of stormtroopers? She's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, wow. of course, you know, wear a condom or whatever. Wow. Like, like you do in space. Mm-hmm. But, um... That's interesting. Fascinating. Yes. So, uh, so you know, you're not alone. Uh, go to Tumblr. You can email me. I can, I can get you some information on, on stuff. But, uh... For uh, for every single uh, paraphilia out there, there's there's a hundred other people or a thousand who are experiencing it worldwide, and that's the great thing about the internet is you can go to a message board and talk to people who right have the same thing have the same thing exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, 
do I have any questions for Christy? I think I might. Uh, you've been doing this, like I said, for a while now, and what? you're you're kicking so a much ass. You're, yeah. <laughs> Kicking a lot of ass, and uh, tomorrow we have a, a, some shoots. You're actually going to make, I think, your debut with uh, my wife's company, right? Or did I worked you, with her a few years you, ago. Did you already? Mm-hmm. Oh, were you like at this table? What was the uh, what was the premise on that one? Since your memory is so airtight, I thought I was a doctor <laughs> or a psychiatrist. Oh, right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Okay, so the second mm-hmm. shoot that you're going to do with Miss uh, mm-hmm. Felder. Second shoot. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, well, I've always had a, an amazing time shooting with you, and like I said, it doesn't feel like I'm hiring just the model or somebody who's a good worker. I feel like you know, you and I have become really good friends. I mean, we've been doing this together for twenty plus years. Now. Yes, um, absolutely. And uh, every who time am I we, working with? Uh, we're working with uh, one new uh, girl named Monroe. Okay, who's been with us for about a year. Okay, and then uh, Anne Marie, who you wrestled a while back, but now she's. Trying to turn heel, she's okay. trying to be a bad guy. Okay. And so a customer wrote the script through. It's like she's gonna hit you with like a big ass cattle prod. Okay. And try to take you down. Ah. Oh. And she'll beat you up for the first five minutes, but then there might be a flip of the script. At the oh point. my so, gosh. Yeah. Okay. I think it's one of those things where you hit somebody with a cattle prod and all it does is piss them off. Yes, and they get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> you just Hulk out yeah. on her. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but everyone loves to see Anne Marie lose. And yeah. They like okay. To, they like to see you win. Yes. So, it's so then I'll be nice. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, to doing some work tomorrow and also hanging out. And uh, I think after this, we're going to probably curl up and watch some movies, have some more drinks, and okay, kind of unwind. That sounds good. But in the I'm meantime, looking forward to tomorrow. We had a really good time uh, catching up with you. And uh, me too. This Thank is you. not the last podcast we'll do with you. Nope, I'll uh, be back. But in the meantime, hope you guys uh, enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. And uh, in the meantime, say goodbye, Christy. Goodbye, Christy. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Bye Thank bye. you very much. Adios. Bye. Woohoo!